Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm outside Zampa Road, Mill versus Fulham, relegation, death struggle. I'm talking to Mick George. Former fanzine editor of Tales from Senegal Fields. Mick, what's the biggest issue in football nowadays, mate? Uh, FIFA, corruption, World Cups in the uh, Arabian Desert Kingdoms. What's, what's the biggest issue for you in football? Well, obviously, uh, uh, quite apart from Chelsea's performance on the, the underground in Paris, um, <laughs> which I think will go away in a couple of days. The one thing that really gets me is when you watch Match of the Day yeah. or the Football League show and they interview a player or a coach or a a manager after the game yeah. and they're wearing a shirt and a tie and they not one of them can tie a decent wins or not a wins that or really not. gets <laughs> now a wins or not should be yeah. the same length either side and it should be perfectly symmetrical okay and what you get is you get these footballers with as, as used by Edward VIII the, yeah, exactly, uh, the, the yeah. abdicated king of our nation yeah and, indeed yes yeah. And, 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 and what you get is these guys wearing what's akin to some sort of a marshmallow or a pancake <laughs> between their collars and it really winds me up there we are listeners there you go so <laughs> you won't be able to watch one of Set these Blatt, shows I hope you're listening to this show I know, you, I know you're an avid Aston Mill fan I, d I don't think anybody will now be able to watch football on TV uh, and they'll be waiting for the interviews to see which manager, player or coach has got a decent got his wins are not right. Thank yeah. you very much, Mick. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> Appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And you may find yourself stuck in a queue in the Blackwall Tunnel or on the wrong platform at London Bridge Station. Or in an endless loop of not bad mill performances without the slightest hint of us ever scoring a goal. Yes, as Paul Olsack put it to me on Twitter yesterday, you can probably just play one of the earlier podcasts from the season. Why waste time? Indeed, ladies and gentlemen, after yesterday's nil-nil home draw against our West London neighbours Fulham, I've got the image of David Byrne from The Talking Heads doing his crazed preacher routine, saying the same as it ever was, the same as it ever was, around and around and around in my mind. Listeners, you are of course tuned into this week's edition of Achtung Millwall, which is the number one Millwall podcast, and my name is Nick Hart. First up on today's menu is my personal review of yesterday's game, followed by an excellent conversation with our new guest presenter Harry Warren picking over the bones of yesterday's Nando's chicken. What's that? You've heard all this before? It's the same as it ever was? Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Mesdames et messieurs, my name is here on Achtung Mill is the house podcast of CBL magazine. And you can help support this show by buying a copy from me next time you see me lurking before the game at the Zampa Road entrance gate. It costs just two quid and profits are donated to charity. Listeners, comments on our shows are always welcome. You can follow us at Twitter at cbl underscore magazine or you can leave us a message on our voicemail 0208 144 0232 or you can email us at cblthemag at hotmail.co.uk get in touch wherever you can Bombay to Santa Fe Milan to Yucatan this is your show and we want to hear from you Achtung Mailball Ladies and gentlemen, we joined the game late. Just got in the ground from selling the magazine outside, five minutes into the game. Mill versus Fulham. Lions attacking the away end. Start of the game, playing Fulham in their traditional 
white and grey stripes with luminous orange shorts. Let's have a look at the middle team for you today, shall we? David Ford in goal. Then we've got uh, defence. Was that Dunn, Huivel, Harding? We're on the attack. Just pause for a moment. There's Fabrini over on the far right. Jinking with a ball. He's doing his Italian wizardry. Whatever. The, what's, what's the Italian for wizardry? Just gone five minutes into the game, listeners. I'm sure you've got a kind of slightly breathless air and slightly uh, ruffled. Uh, countenance that you're hearing from me. In comes the free kick. Floated towards you without taken by the Fulham goalkeeper. No danger there. Um, yeah, so sorry for the slightly uh, breathless kind of uh, tone to the early part of the broadcast. Literally just got into the ground from selling the magazine outside. And um, it's all a bit of a rush, as you can appreciate. I'm sure you can appreciate it. So sorry, yeah, we all seem to face Fulham today. Ford, Abdu, Dunhuivelt and Harding. Then you've got uh, Michael Tongs in front, Williams, Sean Williams. Then the front three of Wolford, Fabrini and I'm guessing Aidan O'Brien making a, a start today. And Lee Gregory up front. That's quite a bold choice. Subs. King, Nelson, Beavers, Upson, Taylor Fletcher on the, sun, on the bench. Fuller, Mayoffa. Quite a lot of striking power on that uh, bench. Or... Striking impotence, I suppose, would be a better way to put it this, this season at least. Scott Parker just getting a modicum of abuse there for basically being fouled. West Ham slay. So another new look side today, isn't it? With Aidan O'Brien and Lee Gregory as the starting two or one. I, I, I don't, it's hard to fathom out what the formation is as I'm speaking. Here comes Wolford down the left. Jinkin turning, got, he's got a harding overlapping, he beats his man well, cross, that's a corner, little corner, right start by the Lions listeners, right start, Tong 28 takes his short, gives it to Fabrini, just outside the box, he floats a little ball in there, it's, it's headed away, no danger, arguably that was a waste of a corner, 11 minutes, he'll pass the ball out quite nicely, quite a bright start by the Lions in the circumstances, Wolford plays a nice ball to Harding. Delicate cross, but just behind the mill strikers there. It falls loose. Back to Harding again. Bit of pressure. Another cross in. Just behind Fabrini. Nice move. Nice start. The line's looking like they want it, listeners. Here come Fulham. That was nicely cut by Jimmy Abdu there. Fulham still on the break. He's offside. He's offside. Ian Holloway speaking to News of Dem before today's game admits it's time that Mill fans saw their side win at home. Ain't that the truth, Ian? Jesus Christ, the Lions have uh, not won at home since Cardiff back in October last year. And this is a big game, big week of football for us listeners. Three big, big games. Today is probably the most, um, the one we really want to win. We've got Sheffield Wednesday on Tuesday night. Um, and a point there may be acceptable if we can get three out of this today. And then we're away at Rotherham next week. We're avoiding defeat is probably going to be the main, the main stay on the side. Here comes Fabrini. Nice little run. Twisting and turning. He plays inside the... He's had the wide. It's across the goal. Plus for Gregory. Nice move. Just short of the quarter hour mark. We're all looking bright, listeners. Nice to see it. Jimmy Abdu operating the right back position, so he's overlapping. That's quite a nice little cross that Jimmy put in there. Not, not a player known for his, um, you know, passing ability, but he done well there, that's for sure. So, news of the week. What's the news? Let's have a quick look for the news. Whilst there's a lull in play, listeners. Um, sad news. 
middle midfielder Richard Chaplow has gone to Ipswich on loan. Um, I'm going to pause for a moment's silence for a much-missed legend of the club. So I'm just going to take a little break here, if you don't mind. That's enough. He's gone to the Tractor Boys on loan, one-month deal. I doubt we'll see our balding genius of a midfielder back again. Um, will he be missed? Probably not much. Oh, not a bad player, but it never really set the place on, on fire, did he, Richard Chaplow? Anyway, he's gone to Ipswich and shall not return. Mill on the attack. Here's Lee Gregory. That side the penalty area's overrun it. Underrun it. Just kind of making a run across the, the line of the penalty area. Fulham on the on the break now. Over the free kick, midfield free kick. So yeah, Richard Chaplow, a much missed legend, I think. It's probably the best epitaph I can give Chappers. Just come back for 16 minutes, a long, hopeless, I was gonna say hopeful. Hopeless pump forwards by Fulham now. A team that are very much on the plummet at the moment, aren't they? They're, they're, this is a huge game for us today. We, we've got four points behind them in the table. A win today and we'll really narrow that gap and really, really cause them some pressure. Right, let's keep our fingers crossed. So, yeah, new, other news. The arrival of Gary Taylor-Fletcher in the week on the bench in today's squad. Um, signed on loan to the end of the season. Um, described as an experienced Leicester City forward by Alex on News at Den. There's a picture doing the internet rounds. I don't know if anyone's seen it, but he looks. He's, he's, there is a, a straight look-alike comparison with Frank Harper in the football factory and Gary Taylor Fletcher. He's, so he's carrying a little bit of weight. Um, hopefully he's in shape for us today. But he does look like a big boy. Let's put it that way, big boy. Pull him on the break. The 21s come down the right-hand side. They seem to break reasonably well. No challenge coming in. It's put beautiful save by Fall. It was most uh, power behind the shot. The 21 made a fantastic run for them down the right-hand side, cut back, and the 21 put in a very weak shot, which um, Ford managed to palm away, a stronger shot, and that would have been almost certainly a, an opening goal for Fulham. As it is, it remains nil-nil, listeners. For 20 minutes gone in a match. Nil starting bright, but we do look defensively open. But so far, so good. No place in the squad today for Maguire Gouet, our, our French um, youngster. Um, excluded on the grounds of um, his body fat being over the, the prescribed limits for the club. I don't know what um, where Gary Taylor Fletcher features in the body fat league table of, of Millwall at the moment. Here comes Fabrini. Certainly no place for Gouet. I thought looked reasonable in the last game I saw against Huddersfield. wasn't around for the Leeds game, so can't tell you too much about that. But certainly against Huddersfield, I thought Gouet looked one of our more physical players. Dangerous. But he's not in today's squad and may not be back until he's sorted out his Nando addiction. When you get help from Nando's addiction, is there a place? You can, like Nando's Anonymous? Maybe he's been signed up for Burmese's branch of Nando's Anonymous, which there'll be quite a few members, one would imagine, as, as one walks the streets coming down to the ground. Just thinking about the whole Maguire Gray issue, I'm, I'm reminded of the standard Kubrick classic, Full Metal Jacket, 1980s movie about the American experience in Vietnam. A group of uh, Marines are training to go and fight in the uh, in, in the jungles of Vietnam just before the Tet Offensive of 1968. And there's one particular individual, Private Pyle, I think his name, very fat guy, won't do his training, and he's caught with a jelly donut on him, and he has to be uh, pounded by uh, the, the whole group because they, they get like a collective punishment thing going. And every time Pr Private Pyle eats his jelly donuts and stays too fat for combat the whole group get punished, so they, they whack him with uh, bars of soap wrapped in the towels and ball into the 
into the Fulham area there. Mill still got the ball on the halfway line. Harding jinks it back forward. There's going to be no one there for that. Maybe that's a maybe that's a method we could employ. The private pile, pri you know, method of every time that McGuire has a jelly donut, the whole team has to hit him with bars of carbonic soap wrapped in club towels available in the club shop. See if he responds to that. Might be worth a try, Ian, if you're listening. Remarkable resemblance between Josh Huivel and Michael Tong. Uh, I may confuse the two. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I might as well set my stall out early on now, listeners. I am of an age where confusion can start to creep into one's life. Uh, I'm in my 50s, you know. Have a, have a heart for an old gentleman. I may, I haven't done it yet, I don't think, but I may confuse Michael Tong and Joss Huivel. So I'm just going to say that and get that out there in the open now. Here comes Diego Fabrini, nice little touch through. There's Aidan O'Brien, he's back to my Wolf, going to get shot, it's blocked. Fabrini plays it wide right, finds Harding. Fabrini made a beautiful run into the box. He's, he's got the ball, he's got two defenders on him. Over on the left-hand side, down by the byline, he jinks it back. He's, oh, in front of Lee Gregory. Unlucky, beautiful cross. Beautiful work. People are asking after the end product of Diego Fabrini. There's a little bit of end product for you there, listeners. That was beautiful work. Get two men on him. He jinked past them. Got to the ball and cut a fantastic little cross. Fantastic little cross. Um, the two strikers, Aidan O'Brien and Lee Gregory, just couldn't get on the end of it now. I'm lucky. People are asking after end product. I know that um, Glenn on last week's show was asking after end product. Does one question the end product of an artist? I don't know. Here's Fabrini again, just out, nicked off his foot, just on, in, on the edge of the performance penalty area. Maybe Ian Holloway could lead the team as a kind of a drill instructor. Uh, you know, kind of like singing one of those songs. I want to be your drill instructor. I'm going to hold, cut off all your hair, that kind of thing for the streets of Bermondsey. Try and get old McGay Gway back in shape. Mill break coming down the right hand side. Wolford's just just taken off his foot there. Uh, Aidan O'Brien, excuse me. It's difficult being a commentator when half the team are strangers. You don't baptize them for ages. Do you feel for me, listeners? It comes across aiming at Lee Gregory. It's over his head. Rolls clear the other side and cleared by Fulham. Fulham on the attack coming down the left. Back inside the 22 is the 21 on the edge of the penalty area. Almost works it through. Nice defensive work by Millwall. They, they, they're clearly an expensively assembled side. They know what to do with it, Fulham. Our defence is holding tight so far. Just on the edge of um, on, on the edge of insanity always, but we're still keeping it together. Coming up for half an hour, gone, listeners. Mill looking good going forwards. One cross, really. Probably the, the cross from Fabrini has been our most direct chance. A touch there would have gone into the net. Um, as it is, we're looking bright with any, any fantastic end product so far, that's for sure. Fulham look reasonably dangerous coming forwards. But again, they haven't actually had a direct shot on goal. There's one deflected over for a corner that could probably would have been a, a goal had it have uh, not taken the deflection. Fulham on the break. 29's going down the right. From breaking forward, it's passed into the middle box and clear for a flurry. 40 minutes gone quite quickly, listen. It's not been a bad game. Um, I think we've looked reasonably bright actually we still look a little fragile Fulham look like they are uh, a group of players who are underperforming they look like they should be playing at a far higher level collectively but they just lack confidence willpower whatever the thing is that you lack when you're playing like crap but we've not looked too bad not looked too bad we've had a, one chance which really could have gone into the net otherwise we've looked bright without really threatening there's Parker Sean goal Jesus the, the, 
the 11 put a ball probably about a, a, a foot wide of the of the post there I thought it had gone in my heart leapt into my mouth it was, the, it, was the, it was the beat that my heart skipped listeners you know what I'm talking about don't you the beat that your heart skips when the other team go close and they went close there that was a chance Fabrini uh, just outside the penalty area, shot is blocked. O'Brien's in the mix. He looks like a physical boy, O'Brien. I like the look of him. Not in any kind of sexual way, but I like the look of him in the footballing sense. Well, I'm at that funny time of life, I suppose, but no, not for me. Thank you. Fabrini down the middle. Wide. Finds Gregory. He checks. Can't find Fabrini back. Unlucky. This is on the brink of being good, listeners. That could be our new club motto, on the brink of being good. Fulham on the break, though, is the 11 down the, down the left. His cross is blocked, and no danger. Scott Parker finds a 20. He shoots, it's got in the side netting. The derision of the Mill support, as you can hear, listeners. Alan Dunn says the January overhaul of players, the, 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 the biggest overhaul I've seen in my Mill sort of supporting career the January overhaul has diffused tension at Millwall um, and there's a lot of new faces uh, clearly some of the old lags have gone tension is, is eased um, and he feels a better place to avoid relegation well that was, certainly we're seeing the, the fruits of that so far in this game uh, it still remains nil-nil I hasten to add but certainly the team looks a lot less uh, uptight and a bit more relaxed in its forward play Maybe a visit to the, the Burmese Tantric Massage might have achieved the same end result, I don't know, in terms of diffusing tension. Fabrini for us. What can he do? On the run, he's still got the ball, going down the middle. Close over, he finds Lee Gregory. Gregory can't win, a, win any space, he's going to advise him, he had do. The worst player in the pitch to get it to. <laughs> that wanted a decent shot goal, Jimmy could, couldn't do it to know what to do. Here comes Fulham. End-to-end -end stuff. Shot on goal taken by Fall. Thank Christ for that. Whoa. That was unlucky. That was uh, Greg, Gregory overran it wide right there. He played it back, and of all the people in all the world, all the bars in all the world, you find you find Najim Abdu standing there with his for the shot on goal, and we all know what that means. Jimmy ain't gonna score a month for Sundays. Late, late Fulham attack, the 11's coming down the middle, he's shot on goal, scrapes across the angle of the Millwall goal, he finished up going quite away right, there was, was a direct run down the middle and shot from distance, and he finished up going quite away right, one minute of overtime, so no danger there, but that looked a little bit iffy, I must say, 29 now, on the right hand side of Mill Penagier, 21, Mill giving him a little bit of possession, overhead, spectacular scissor kick, only it went about 15 yards over the bar for them. That should be the last action of the half, I would hope. There's half time. Nil nil, Fulham nil. Good half of football. I've enjoyed it. Um, it's an entertaining, bright game. I think we've we've looked pretty good. Looks certainly the best I've seen since in a little while. That's for sure. Um, we're very much in the game. We look a little fragile at times as Fulham come forwards. But Millwall certainly look contenders going forwards. Aidan O'Brien's looking sharp up front. Lee Gregg with a little bit more luck, a little bit more time. May have had a chance there later on in that first half. Nil-nil, listeners. We'll be right back after these messages. Achtung, Millwall. Hello, Bob. You were at the ground early today. 
Yeah, hello Terry, I always get here early in my seat because I want the best view of the Lions on the pitch. The only problem is, I get here so early, I get bored. I'll tell you what you need to do. Get a copy of CBL magazine. That'll pass the time before kickoff. It's a great read and full of superb articles all about Millwall. What a great idea. How much is it? It's only two quid and a great deal of that goes to charity. Lovely jubbly. Where can I pick up a copy? Pick one up from Nick Hart at the Zampa Road Gate. He's here before every home game. Cheers, Tell. I'll never get bored before a game again. CBL magazine. On sale before every home match at the Zampa Road Gate. Just £2. Get your copy now. Achtung, Milbal. Mr. Byfer now is on a half time MOR Fest, listeners. You can hear what's playing. It's Neil, Neil Diamond's classic, Sweet Caroline. Seconds ago, we did also Glen Campbell's Rhinestone Cowboy. Nice. What's next? I'm hoping for Jim Reeves' Distant Drums. One for you older listeners out there. Younger kids, you're going to have to Google that. YouTube it, it's out there. It's a classic. Gentleman Jim Reeves, check it out. Back to the 60s. Spirit of 68. All we're going to do now is have a loving. Teams coming out for the second half, listeners. Volumes ramped up. I think the, the, Mr. Byfer now is trying to induce what they call an atmosphere, I think, in the trade. Play it loud or not at all. It's Mr. Byfer now's credo. Super jock. They fly him into Ibiza. I don't know if you've heard this, but they actually do fly him in. They chip him in just for a one-night gig. And he churns out middle-of-the-road standards. The kids are so crazy, they're drug-fueled out there, they just want a, a hedonism. And they just go for Mr. Bifanel. That's where he makes his money, but his love, Millwall. This is, where he, this is where his heart belongs. Anyway, second half, about to kick off. Nil-nil. We want that goal, listeners. Need that goal. Aidan O'Brien's on the ball, going to kick it off when the referee's ready. Away we go. Straight on the attack, Millwall. Oh, the cross for Breen, he couldn't get the header on target. Rolls clear to, to Jimmy Abdu, of all people. Over on the right-hand side, back to Fabrini. Straight on the attack from the kickoff Millwall. Took me by, by unawares. Oh, that's just over the head of Lee Gregory there. Crosses flying into the, into the Fulham penalty area. And rolls clear. In other news, um, Byron Webster has gone back to Yeovil Town. I'm not sure that um, he ever truly got a, a crack at a whip or how good he was in, in truth. Um, he's returned back to his former club, Yeovil Town, on loan. And again, there's another one that probably won't be returning. Um, I didn't mind Byron. I know that um, he had his detractors and his critics out there, as, as all the players have had at one time of the season or another. I thought he was all right, big bloke. Um, in a poor side, you know, it's always going to be difficult. But I've been trying to search for some, um, a quote, a, a Byronic quote to kind of mark his passing. So I'm just going to stay his attack here, Fulham on the, on, the, on the break here. The 11's just down in front of me, he gets a cross in, as Dunny heads it clear. Okay. So, yeah, Byron Webster, goodbye, Byron. I, I, I feel like we should have a, a Byronic quote to mark his passing. And um, I found this one. I'm such a strange melange of good and evil. 
it would be difficult to describe me. I don't know why that seemed appropriate for Byron Webster. I'm such a strange melange of good and evil that it would be difficult to describe me. And I think those are appropriate words to mark the passing of uh, Byron Webster, central defender, gone back to the West Country from whence he came. Thank you, Byron. But Lord Byron, there was a scandal about him. Ladies, a bit of a whoopsie. A, a, a ladies' man, a bit of a whoopsie. Magnetic personality and a, a poet. People say his, his poetry is, is fantastic. I find it dead boring, but there we are. Lord Byron, Byron Webster. I think that's enough now. I think I've flogged that joke enough. I tell you what, for, for a thin waif of a player, an Italian waif, he's a persistent player on the ball. As you can tell, I'm an admirer of, of Diego Fabrini's talents, but the way he keeps the ball is, is really something to behold at times. Maybe you learn that in the, in the Italian game, where defenders are hard, hard-edged. Even in the modern game, it's, it's a harsher game. Um, you know, cloggers are notorious. Long ball forwards, ball bobbing around. It's nearly full handball, the crowd are coming forward, the referee's shaking his head. No handball there, 51 minutes. Return of Nicky Bailey, another item from the news at Den listeners, whilst there's a passage of play of a whilst, whilst players just um, lull for a moment. Nicky Bailey making his comeback, played in a, a midweek game where the uh, under 21 side absolutely wallowed Bristol City 7 3. Aidan O'Brien, I think, got a hat trick in that game, hence his starting role today. Uh, but Nicky Bailey made a comeback, um, a player seen by some as responsible for our survival escape last season. Be nice to see him back in the in the fray before the end of this one, that's for sure. Crowd getting behind the Lions, as you can hear, listeners. You can hear what's going on here. They sense that this game is there to be had if we can get that shot on goal. It's there. Fulham have not looked that bright. 52 minutes on the clock. Looking like a little bit more urgent, the Lions, in this second half. Aidan O'Brien chases back there, chasing the goalkeeper down and clears it. Walford runs it wide left into a spot of trouble, got two men in front of him, he does brilliantly well. Unlucky, um, beat two men there, got just past his men, tried to crowd pass it across the six yard box but th that cross was blocked, so corner Millwall. 55 minutes on the clock listeners, corner Millwall, Tong's going to take it over on the far left as I look. Bright start to the half, Lions. Bright start to the half. Here come Fulham on the break. Takes on Harding, plays it wide. This Fulham striker just down in front of me, 44. Checks back, he's, he's probably pulled too long. Still on the attack, done. Beaten for pace, 19. Oh dear, oh dear, fucking hell. It's gone wide of the left post. Jesus Christ, it's a corner. I think I, my commentary probably broke down there, this is, I apologise to you. Um, it, it was a, a break forward by Fulham, um, the ball was crossed into the middle penalty area, it was bobbling around in there, and then it just kind of inched past the, the left-hand side post, as, as you would look at it, for a corner. Taylor Fletcher coming in, listeners. 57 minutes, Aidan O'Brien, done all right for me, done all right, I feel. Um, but probably now a time and a place for an experienced man. Taylor Fletcher, the loan signing to the end of the season's coming. Aidan O'Brien's out of the game, but at the moment we've got defender corner, and it comes into the sunshine and away. 
Michael Tongs looked a fair signing, not loan, whatever he is. Just made a little run down the left-hand side there, throwing for Fulham, but he just looked calmness in our midfield. I like the look of him. It's an evenly balanced game, listeners. We're, what, 60 minutes now, so half an hour left in it. Fulham have not looked brilliant, but when they come forwards, they do have a certain um, range of movement, which we are not quite producing at the moment. But the game is still finely poised. Crowd getting behind the lines. They can sense the tension out there. One mistake. One moment of glory. He's going to win it. It's that kind of game, listeners. Well, I never thought I'd hear myself say this, listeners, but you might as well write this down and note the date and time that you heard it. But we're coming towards the point where possibly the introduction of the Hoff may make some difference. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. But he brings, he brings a touch of the unexpected out there. At the moment, Taylor Fletcher's brought a certain um, slow physicality, um, but no great, um, no great pizzazz. Fulham on the attack here. 19 on the left-hand side. They get a free shot on goal. We might be in trouble here. Hoovelt does it fantastically well. And full takes on the line. Brilliantly blocked by Josh Hoovelt. There are three players around. There more, more Fulham attackers on that ball there than Mill defenders. And he managed to get himself in position and deflect the ball back so that Full could take on the line. Another close-run thing there. Ricardo Fuller coming in for Martin Wolfords. I've got to say, at this point, if anyone's going to score, I'm, I'm pains me to say it, if anyone's going to score, Fulham looking the likely of the two. We have played there two substitutions, Fuller and, and Taylor Fletcher. Um, Taylor Fletcher's not looking fantastic so far. There's Fuller. Little header. What can he do? He's, he's put it over the top of, over the top of Cold Blow Lane end, listeners. That was a shot, a volley. It's gone so high, it's actually cleared the Cold Blow Lane end. I've never seen that. Seen them clear the, um, the Dockers and the West Upper in moments of, um, you know, challenge and the ball's gone up high. I've never seen a shot clear the, the top of the cold blow lane end. There we are, a first. And you heard it on Achtung Millwall, number one Millwall podcast. Twelve minutes to go, listeners. It's Harding. Come down the left. What can we do? Get a ball into the into danger zone for crying out loud. Is Lee Gregory. Back to Harding. On the left. Finds for Brini just on the edge of the penalty area. It's Tong. Shot blocked. No handball given there, listeners. I'm going to get that in a, in a, a million years. Opportunity for Fulham. The 44 just coming to the box. It's blocked by Dunn. Heroic work. The 44 still got it. He's put it back. Shot wide and high. Fuck me. That was close. In comes the corner. It's, it, the goalkeeper punch is clear. Tong puts it back in now. Deflected wide. That was a straight volley from the edge of the box. Deflected wide by the Fulham uh, defender there. Another corner, another more corner. More pressing high in the pitch now. Put some pressure on this Fulham defence. Fulham bring it out now. Fulham long diagonal, ball wide left. 21's got it down below me in block one. Move breaks down. From get it back again. Is the three. Beats his man. Beats Gregory's across in. Goal. Offside. Wow. Milte quickly. We're on the break. It's for Brady. Centre circle. Taylor Fletcher now. It's for Brady. 
Oh, still got a ball. He's bobbling around. Shot blocks. Amazing. Set passive. Ball. I thought that was a goal. Given offside, it's Jimmy Abdu. On the right. Cross is blocked. Mill caught, caught a break there, listeners. I thought that was a fair goal, but given offside. Sean Williams crosses the ball into the Fulham half. Full of collects, amazingly, over on the left-hand side. Back to Williams, puts a cross straight in. Gregory, unlucky, free header. Should have done better, glanced it. Didn't get enough of a touch on it. Last minute of the game, he try, tries to pick out Fabrini. It's just overhit slightly. Fabrini just couldn't quite collect. That's gone for a goal kick. We've lacked a little bit of guile going forwards, listeners, I've got to say. Um, we've looked bright without being truly threatening. Here comes Harding, down the left finds Taylor Fletcher done nothing Taylor Fletcher nondescript I think so far the best you can say about him the ball floats in now there's Fuller can't touch it it's gone for a goal kick we're talking about 20 odd seconds on my clock to go now that's probably going to be it I would say listeners nil nil Final whistle, mill nil, Fulham nil. Um, decent performance overall by me. I mean, Fulham certainly had the upper hand in the second half in my book. I thought we did okay. Um, it's a step forwards. Needed a win, ideally. Didn't get it, but it's a draw. We didn't, we've avoided defeat. Onwards to Tuesday night. A game again that where we need a win. We've not looked bright going forwards. Uh, Taylor Fletcher didn't impress me this afternoon. First game, so maybe I'm expecting too much. But overall, um, I suppose a point, given the, the overall performance, I think a point for us is a fair outcome. We're going to be right back after these messages. Achtung, Mehlball. No, I never read No match day magazine No one likes us, no TLR Neither are those things Oh, CBL A magazine CBL magazine's the best Millwall fanzine around Just too quick, it's on sale before every home game CBL A magazine CBL, a magazine. And gentlemen, CBL has left the building. Achtung, Mailball. All right, big welcome to our new guest, Harry Warren. Welcome back to the show, H. You're right, Nick. Cheers for having me. I've just been writing down some notes here. I'm struggling really to think of new things to say. I thought we'd lead off with a Twitter post by uh, El Presidente. Holloway says, we did everything but score. Uh, and then El Presidente says, thanks for that insight, Ollie. But if we did everything but shoot, it would be closer to the mark. We we do struggle with the end product part of the game, don't we, mate? Yeah, we, yeah, we do. Um, I think that's I think that's, a, that's blinding insight by our brilliant manager there. <laughs> <laughs> just, they don't even shock you anymore, do they? <laughs> just... No, no, it's... Um... I mean, 16 shots, um, four of which are on target, and I think that probably sums the whole Millwall aspect of the game up for me, Harry. I mean, I, I, I actually felt, and I don't know how you see saw the game today, but I, I felt in patches today, we looked reasonably bright going forwards. We we, we looked to um, 
we look better than we had let's put it that way but it just goes to pieces when it gets into the the danger zone doesn't it yeah i think it does i think we looked really good actually the six i was shot i was shot it was 16 shots though I mean, struggling to, struggling that, to think it was 16 shots. That's not Optus stats, that's Holloway stats. I don't know how trustworthy that stat is. It seems a lot, I've got to say. I mean, some of the shooting was diabolical today. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking particularly of um, Fuller's second half effort that skied the um, the cold blow lane stand, something that I've never seen in the whole 20 years of, of, of that new stadium. I've never seen it clear at that end. Why we make him go and get it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he had to. It's a danger to passing traffic. I think it's on route to Mars. Just, yeah, just leave him up there. It'll be <laughs> all right. He might he might fend off the pigeons or the seagulls or something. I don't know. It was a shocking, shocking effort on that front. But, I mean, first half, and I don't know how you saw the match, but first half, I felt that we we were contenders. We, we were moving the ball forwards. We were getting it down, you know, sidewards and, and around the box. There was one one brilliant chance. I think that Fabrini put a cross in about midway through the first half that just needed a touch from Gregory. I think Aidan O'Brien was on on playing at that stage. Didn't go in, but there was just it was just that it's that sense that we can create this the situation, but we can't execute the situation. Yeah, I, th- I think that's right. I think we played really well to be honest. First half, I, 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 I'm surprised. I'm in quite a good mood because of the game. Yeah, because I thought we were going to get at absolutely stuffed by these today even though they're not that high up in the league they've got players that can hurt you and have a history of hurt hurting sides like us who tend to be struggling yeah. the way we've been yeah um, especially when they brought Brian Marie's on in the second half I felt all gold would be in trouble here so I, I was quite surprised that we managed to keep a nil nil you've got to take the positive that is a point and it's given us you know, it's given us it's given us a chance yeah. to get ourselves out of it rather than rely on other people. So you've just got to look at that. I know um, we can't score, but at least at least we're not conceding now. No, we can't score, but then neither could they, and they've got resources that are beyond our you know, our abilities. And they're a, a fallen Premier League side, so they'll be in touch with parachute money, blah, blah, blah. And you're right, they had a quality um lineup compared with us. Um Scott Parker and himself, I mean, we would give our right arms for some of his um, perceptiveness with the pass, but they couldn't score either, although they came a lot closer, I think, in, 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 in overall terms. Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say, I, I, think, I think you're right, and I think, realistically, Fabrini took Parker out of the game, because I think instead of his passing ability that he, we all know he's got, I think he had to do a job on Fabrini, and at times Fabrini made him look why he's playing for Fulham and not been picked up by a Premier League side. Yeah, no, he was running past him. I make that right. I mean, the Fabrini. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Fabrini's. I'm sure you and the listeners have picked up over the course of these shows recently. Um, I thought it was one of his better games today, Fabrini. I know that you know Glenn last week critiqued him for um, you know the, the kind of going up his arse slightly, that kind of idea that it's all skill but no uh, no delivery. But I thought he, he had a bit more delivery about him today. He, he did. He did have a lot of delivery. The thing is, as well, is I think. By sort of the last 10, 15 minutes of most games, he's going, well, why am I going to cross it again to people that can't get on the end of it? <laughs> I'd rather make myself look a bit better and beat a couple more people. He has an ability to control the ball. I mean, he's not a big bloke, is he? I mean, he's, a, he's a slender guy, I think, probably the best way to put it. Um, but some of the tackles that fly in on, it, on him, he, um, clearly he's learned his trade in Italy, where defending is a, a, a traditional robust order. But he retains the ball, um, H, didn't he? I mean, the way he kept hold of the ball in some of those situations was semi-miraculous. Yeah, I mean, he looks... Uh, the only way I can describe him, I know this is jumping 
a long way. It's a bit like Messi. Messi gets kicked a ridiculous amount of times, but still seems to come out with the ball. Yeah. I know we're talking the championship level here, and I'm not trying he's to... He's our version of Messi. He's our, he's our own temporarily loaned private version of Lionel Messi. Yeah, is, is that is that going to go on a T-shirt now? I'm going to get absolutely caned on Twitter for saying that. Um, <laughs> well, you but, know, he, uh, but he is, he, I mean, he is a, a, a shining light in a otherwise grey mill side, really. That's the, that's the only way I can sort of sum him up in a very artistic way, as you as you call him the artist. I think that's the only thing I can... No, it's a nice way. I mean, he is, he is, a, he is a light in, a, in an otherwise fairly drab-looking side. I mean... Um, obviously, we had an enforced defensive change today with uh, Jimmy Abdu filling in at right back. I thought Jimmy did a fair job. I mean, at, at the limits of what he's able to do for us, but given the circumstances of um, you know the loss of Cummings uh, for, to injury, I thought Jimmy did a, a good job. Um, I don't know what you made of him. Oh, I thought Jimmy had a great game. I was I was saying to me, Dad, coming out the ground, I said that's two clean sheets Jimmy's been involved in this season at playing at right back. Yeah. Because I mean, he come in, he come in on the Forest game where we got the nil nil when Forest were at home early on in the season when they were flying and yeah. were looking like they were going to run away with the league. Yeah. And that was the game where we lost Edwards, which kind of was the pinpoint of the season going downhill, really. Yeah, from there it was it was it was a slippery slope. But no, I, I thought Jimmy, given given that he's the player that we all know and love, but I mean, you wouldn't have put him in the kind of over, overlapping. Fullback role. Some of the crosses he put in weren't weren't a million miles off the mark. You know, I thought he, yeah. did, he did a good job there. Um, I thought he, I thought he done really well because I thought uh, Holloway would have brought in either Nelson or Dunny to go right back because Nelson was apparently playing right back last season for the for the kids. So right. I thought he'd bring him back, but obviously he he got paid, gets paid made to make those decisions and it it worked out well for him. To be honest, I thought Jimmy. Jimmy was causing them all sorts of problems. I mean, he beat, he actually beat someone with skill. Yeah. And I was yeah. in the midway through the second half and about the halfway line, and he went on, and I was like, I can't believe this is the same player. Why doesn't he do this when he's in the middle? But obviously, uh, I suppose he's playing to orders, Harry. And I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, and the role of a, of a right back, an overlapping right back, is slightly different. So maybe you do get moments where you can turn on your <clears throat> the innate skill you do have. We, we don't see it an awful lot in these central positions. But no, there was a moment in the second half, I, I think I've, I did it in my little comment piece earlier on, but it was a fantastic piece of squeeze. He ghosted past two men, practically, and you think, well, where did that come from? That's Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Abdu, you know. <laughs> the, 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 the archetypal water carrier, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was exactly that. It was just, um, it was unreal. You almost had to sort of, I think I think that's maybe why Fuller skied it. He was still in shock. <laughs> First sight of um, Michael is it Michael Tong or Tong? I've just written down. I can't think of his first. Yeah, name. I think his name is that, that, that rings a bell from a two thousand and one football manager, <laughs> Michael Tong. I thought he did okay. Um, I, I quite like the look of him in in the kind of defense, defensive duo aspect of the game. Mm. Yeah, I, I thought he was. I thought that was, was a like, non-committal um, Harry. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was a non-committal of um, his leads. Mm. He was good. He's a he's a Walnock player. Let's put it that way. Everywhere. Uh, Nigel Warnock went. He uh, he went. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And he was good in two thousand and one, and so on. So he must have been good in twenty eleven and twenty fifteen. Yeah, perceptive ball occasionally, not not huge amounts. But I think he played one over the top through ball to Gregory, which yeah. took an unfortunate bounce and went away from goal. Yeah. Um, but other than that, he, he was all right. He was solid. Um, so Tom and Williams as the defensive double act in front of the, of the back four. Wolford O'Brien and Fabrini. I, I, I mean, Fabrini, we've we've raved about already. Um, I quite liked Aidan O'Brien today. 
I thought Aidan O'Brien was quality. I actually thought he was saying that we haven't seen down there this season was someone willing to do the work out in the channel mm. and actually receive the ball. I mean, he had the beating of their right back. I don't know, he was a Greek or a Romanian fella. Yeah. don't know his number or name. Yeah. Um, I'm only going on looks. But he, he literally seemed to, in the first half, almost run himself out. He looked, he looked physically, from where I was sitting, he looked red. He looked like he was... He was Puffing Ferreira, I don't know if that's yeah. obviously because of his lack of lack of opportunity. Up. Yeah, he's a big step up from the under twenty ones, mate. And um, he's taken out of the game in the fifty eighth minute when um, Taylor uh, GTF Taylor Taylor. I can't. <laughs> what's, his, what's his name? Taylor Fletcher. Taylor Fletcher. <laughs> GTF. He's just acquired this name now, and he this this three three. What's that? Gut. Gut. gut thanks. Gut, gut fucker. <laughs> GTF. Gut fucker. Um, when he came into the game, um, and I thought no, I thought O'Brien in the first half certainly was was a, a touch of quality for us. Um, Wolford, he's much maligned. Wolford, I thought he did okay for us today as well. Um, I I thought he was he was okay, mm. um, but it was it was no more than okay. And he looks just bereft of confidence. He looks doesn't look like he looks like the player where he went through that stage of either last season or the season before where he just nothing would fall for him, nothing would go right, and he. You know, when we got all the way back, originally when we got all the way in, he sort of coaxed him back into life. Maybe yeah. he needs to have a quiet word with him. Maybe he wants to go home. He wanted to go to Leeds, didn't he, in the transfer window? I was going to say, that Gregory up front, I thought, had a poor game today. I, 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 I felt he should have done better. He had a couple of opportunities in, in the game where maybe a better touch, um, you know, I just would have expected slightly more from him today. He had, he had, he had one chance, I, I seem to think, in the second half. Um, didn't quite work for him today. No, I think he's, again, he's, he's the confidence thing. I think, you know, he, he seems like a striker that he's got one or two goals and it's, we've never really hit the ground running with him. And I feel, I feel sorry for him because it's, it's, it's hard. For Millwall money, sort of 250 grand is a lot of Millwall money, which yeah. is separate to real people's money. <laughs> it's, a um, certain, it's a certain currency, like Greek, Greek, yeah, Greek yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're not going to pay a million pounds for a player. <laughs> we refuse on principle, because it's 1979 in our transfer policy. <laughs> what did you make of um, GTF, Harry? I, I, I've written, I uh, tweeted that he, it, it was a, it was an anti-climax for me. I, I expected more. The biggest anti-climax since Jermaine Pennant cancelled his travel lodge booking. <laughs> that's that's. That, oh, I wish he had cancelled his travel lodge booking. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, uh, we could have sent him. Maybe we should send them all with Webster back to Oval. Maybe that might do us a favour. Maybe so. Um, I, I just think. I think. You know, um, what's the point in getting these thirty-three-year-old journeymen into into the team when we've got kids that presumably support the club or have got their careers and and sort of their future life riding on if we stay up or if we go down, Yeah, you'd rather throw that, you know, you've got to, eventually we've got to decide what kind of club we're going to be. And I think we should, you know, we backed kids before when we got promoted with Kale and, you know, Stephen Reid and Lucas Neal, you know, we've, we've got to do it at some point. We've got to commit to either loans or the kids you can't do well you can do both but it's not working so we've got to change something we're heavily committed to the loans aren't we at the moment yeah. including gtf so I, I i felt i mean we are greece you were right we, we are greece. greece i mean I've, I've written just as a spark note i've written taking bland into new areas of blandness um i thought it was a personally speaking i may be unfair to him he's, he's only just come into the team um within the last couple of days but 
he made zero impact, less than zero impact. Mm. He reminded me of Jody Morris. He done a lot of pointing, but not a lot of running. No, that's he right. A lot of other people saying, "You go and do that while I let this ball go past me." <laughs> Matt Robbins <laughs> on Twitter says the only thing slower than Taylor Fletcher was the wait for the half-time chips in the West Lower. So I think that that does sum up um, you know the performance today from. Is whether we're going to get any better from him or not, I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't see the, the the seeds of something yet to come in Taylor Fletcher. I mean, if I'd have seen some perceptive ball, okay, he's carrying a little bit of weight, he's a little bit unfit, Harry, but if I'd have seen a ball or, or a moment or a turn or something, mm. I'd, I'd take a little bit more hope for him from that game for him, but I didn't see anything at all. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember him doing anything. The only, To be honest, I, the only memories I have of him is him being at Blackpool. I can't remember him doing anything at Leicester, but then, I, uh, you know, I sort of one of these football players, he's always been in and around the championship. And, yeah. you know, if you're watching Gillette Soccer Saturday when Millwall ain't at home, you normally see I seem to be drawn to seeing his name pop up. I don't know if I've made that better in my in my head, his sort of goal-scoring record, but he, he, I don't know if he's... Is he an out-and-out striker? Has he been brought in to create? I, I, I don't know. He's an out-and-out charlatan from what I saw of him today. <laughs> Pulling on a, a football, I, I would have, I, I look fitter, believe you me. Um, so, you know, in, in that sense, no, I mean, I just want to raise the point, and you mentioned this to me in the, before the show, um, and the GTF question is linked to this, because um, we've said to Mark Quist now, John Mark Quist, that he's, he's on loan at Gillingham and he won't be coming back. That's His, his future doesn't lie at the den. And I, I think to a degree, if we don't want him, then that's in fairness to the kid. He's got to move on and, and, and find work elsewhere. And that's 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 fine. But this, we've just been talking about this point earlier on, Harry, and this is, you know, we've brought in Graham Taylor Flesher, what the fuck the guy's name is, <laughs> and have we gained anything? Have we got anything better than John Marquis or, or or what? You know, I don't see that we've got anything extra with Flesher, Taylor Fletcher, than we would have were Marquis still within the squad. I think I think we can agree his name should be Turnip Fletcher. Turnip if we call him, him Taylor, then I think that we can call him Graham Taylor Turnip Fletcher. Gro- groaning Turnip Fletcher. <laughs> well, come on. Anyway, anyway, back to back to John Marquez. I don't know how you can score six goals in eight or seven in nine or whatever it is yeah. in a league that we possibly could end up in next season. Yeah, and don't give you a contract. Or I don't know. How you can't do that? Yes, he hasn't been brilliant when we've seen him in a Millwall shirt in the Championship. But, and this is a big but, I'm going to pose this question back to you. Have we ever given him an extended run in the side? If you look at the years, he's played four years in the first team. He's been behind Harry Kane, Andy Keogh in form with Harry Kane, Neil Harris, a Steve Morrison in form or drifting out of form. Yep. You know, you've got all those strikers in last season. He brought back Hoff. You know, all the, all these people have come in before him. That's got to knock your confidence. We've then sent him out, and he, when he has gone out on loan, he's gone up north. I mean, the kid's young. Yeah. You know, you don't exactly want to go to Northampton. I can think of better places to go than Northampton <laughs> to go and play me football. You know, that's why it used to be better when it's probably suited him to go to Gin. And he's probably living still. At home, he's in Lewisham. Lives in Lewisham, doesn't he? So he's just down the road. Yeah. Line. So, so he's so he's able to go go probably go home and see his girlfriend. I mean, on Twitter, she's on and about talking about him all the time and whatever. Yeah. And I think she's got a fashion career going or something. Yeah. So they're they're normal human beings. They yeah. have a life yeah. outside of football. So the first time he feels probably settled somewhere, he does not major upheaval in his life. He's scoring goals in a league that we could be in. 
And I don't think Birmingham, if you believe the rumours, Birmingham and Sheffield Wednesday have both got more money than what we do are looking at him. You know, they, and they're probably going to be in the championship. Birmingham may not be if they have a major a major sort of bad end to the season. But Sheffield Wednesday will be there and they spent £7 million in the transfer window. So they must there must be a chance for him somewhere in the championship if they're willing to take a punt on him. So he must have had a row with Holloway. It's the, it's the only logical... It's yeah, the only logical reason for not calling him back, surely. Well, sure. I mean, the answer to your question earlier on, has he been ever given a run in the side? No. No, he hasn't ever been given a, a proper run in the side. Um, he's never he's never impressed quality-wise at, at Millwall, so possibly, you know, um, one links in with the other, doesn't it? But the numbers, you know, five goals in seven or whatever it is that he scored recently. I don't know what he did today. I haven't checked. Um, he scored again. He scored again. So it's and six- Fred did as well. Six goals. So let's let, let's imagine a situation where John Marquis wasn't on our books and Gillingham had this young striker called John Marquis in League One, the league below us, as you've just rightly said. Um, and then suddenly this striker scoring six in eight, we'd be interested. We'd be like, you know, there'd be people screaming on the message balls, why aren't we, what, do, what does our scout do? It's only down in Gillingham, get down there, down the end of the A2. So when you look at it from that point of view, and we can't score for Toffee at the moment. We've got uh, Taylor Fletcher. Um, I, mean, I was trying to compose a tweet on the way home tonight and I couldn't quite get it together, but it was, it was based on the old Danny Baker thing about how we turned it around. We've gone from a a, a limited player who does care to a, a very limited player who don't care. And you yeah. know, we turned it around, haven't we? You know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, you could say that with Fuller. I mean, you know, that's another person. If you look at it from a wage point of view... Would you rather have a John Marquez not scoring, or would you rather a Ricardo Fuller not scoring? Yeah, you know, it's all wages. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's it's a fair point. I mean, he's been told on oh, news at Den, and they've said that he has no future at Millwall. So that seems to be the end of the line at uh, at the Den, doesn't it? But you do could be on the way by the end of next year. <sighs> could be, couldn't it? Uh, you know. It's it's an interesting point, and it, uh, yet another aspect of this mental season that makes no sense to me. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think if you've got, I mean, you know, Nelson has one fans over. All right, he got sent off, and you know whether or not you think he was going for the ball or he's just left his foot in after the Alan Dunn score of tackling. Mm. Um, you know, it remains to be seen. But you know, you'd rather have players that care wearing that shirt. As a fan, you want to see your players playing as if you were playing in the shirt with the quality that you lack while you're a fan and not a football player. Do you understand? You want, you want someone to put sweat, blood, tears in for the shirt. Yeah. And if you support the club, which John does, you know, you're, you're going to do that. So I think think he got extra stick because of that though, Harry, I I think because he was a Millwall fan and is a Millwall fan and will remain a Millwall fan. I think people got his case harder for some bizarre twisted reason that only only us within the Masonic craft of being Millwall fans know. <laughs> it means you get you get double helpings because you're a Millwall support, you should be doing better, you know. Mm. I don't know. Um, Holloway, speaking after today's game, says we deserve to win. Uh, that's, as <laughs> good as, <laughs> that's as good as we've been, apart from scoring a goal, Harry. The crucial, I I, the crucial yeah. part of the sport. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit like me turning around and going, yeah, we played well for 89 minutes, two late goals, you know, which are statistically irrelevant <laughs> that we've conceded it. It's, it's just, it's just, it, it, I mean, I get his point. I suppose I get his point that, you know, we did everything but score. We did do everything but score in terms of we yeah. done everything in the final third, then create a clear-cut goal-scoring chance. But, 
they did create a goal scoring chance and I don't know in real time I thought it was a goal. Luckily to look up and see the linesman holding his flag like a golden beacon of thank God for that. <laughs> but, I, mean, uh, I listened to ninety four point nine as a clip on the BBC website just before we spoke and um Holloway was questioned on that uh, offside decision. He said it was clearly offside. Well, where I sit is high in block one, so it's almost pretty. I had a pretty good view of it. I wasn't conscious of it being offside, if I'm honest. When it went in, and I called it on on the tape earlier on, I called goal because I thought it was a, a legit goal, and you know that was that was going to be us done for. I didn't get any sense of offside at, in real time in that moment. It probably makes up for the 99 that are normally offside that go in. Yeah. That we don't get given. No. So we'll, we'll take our luck today. That'd be the first time ever the linesman might have got out and gone, yeah, he had a good game. Yeah, he had a good game. Give us a break. We do need yeah. a break. Um, I mean, we have him every week. Holloway <laughs> says it was clearly offside. I don't know how he can tell from stood where he was, but um, Kit Simon says it, the Fulham manager says it was a yard onside, so I don't know how he can tell where he's standing. Um, it was the wrong call by the linesman, Simon says. I mean, it... Uh, as I say, I mean, you know, it, it's it's all over a bar of shouting now, but um, we, we got that decision and it was, a, it was a stroke of luck. I thought we caught a break with that decision, to be absolutely honest. Yeah, I, I think we did. I, I mean, whether it's onside or offside, it doesn't really matter. The decision's been given yeah. and it's gone in our favour for a very unusual feeling of, oh, <laughs> we got a decision at the den. Oh, my God, what's yeah. going on? What's well, next? I, I finished the game feeling like it was a point gained. We could it could have been three points lost. Uh, as it is, we've come away with a a point gained against the side that perhaps you could argue we should have been looking to beat today. But still, um, as Holloway said, speaking on the radio, they were a Premier League outfit at this time last year, and and we've beaten and and taken the point off them today. Yeah, we um, you know with with key injuries, I suppose you've got to look at it. We are without any width with Martin missing, which I think probably would have been, might have been able to cause some damage only going on by what O'Brien managed to do to him. So, yeah. you know, and going back to Fulham, with the away game at Fulham, all those, which seems like a different year now, like a completely different season. Different, era, different team, different everything. Yeah, I mean, you know, and again, Abdu had a brilliant game in that game, if I remember rightly. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Abdu should only play against teams that he has good games against. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's the answer. Maybe it is the answer. Big week for us this week. I mean, it started off undefeated. We've got another big game on Tuesday night now, Harry. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday at home. I, I mean, at this stage, as you and me are speaking, I think I would be happy to take a point out of that game as well, if we can, if we can settle for that now. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd take a point. I think it's more important not to lose. Yeah. I mean, even Rotherham's more important not to lose. As long as you don't get beat, you know, you're Well, the Rotherham game next week, um, they got beat 5-0 today. So, you know... that Good old uh, Kenny Jacket. Good old Kenny Jacket. So, either sting them badly or, you know, they'll be um, they'll be on, on the back foot next week when we go up there. It, it, I'm driving home to so I'm thinking, so, well, what, what can we get out of these two games? Realistically, a draw against Sheffield Wednesday, who are, I think they're like mid to upper table, aren't they? They're, they're 12th mm-hmm. position. Uh, and then go to Rotherham, where we we're set up as a counter punching team. And I think going to Rotherham, where they the onus will be on them, Harry, to come to us and counter punch them. That's almost the more winnable situation. Mm. I'm argue. quite worried. Yeah, I think that suits them though. Remembering how they were against us at the start of the season when they nicked the one nil win. Yeah, they're a big. They're a big unit. I think we, you know, Sheffield Wednesday on Tuesday night. From last season, I mean, we I think we played them about this time last season. Yeah. And it was a Tuesday night, which never suits us. I mean, the no. Tuesday night games down the den are 
dire. Yeah, they're a tepid affair, aren't they? For a, for a, a, luke, a lukewarm reception of fans and a lukewarm reception for for lacking. I, I can't remember the last time we won on a Tuesday night. Saying that, I can't remember when, when the last time it was that we won at home anyway. So It was 1914 we won at home. Oh, right. <laughs> Just on the outbreak of the First World War last time. Yeah, yeah. That, the goalkeeper was caught unawares by shouts <laughs> of called up. war. <laughs> it was called away to the front urgently. Yeah, yeah. The Hoff was seen flying a message to me or something. <laughs> I might have my wars mixed up. But anyway, that no, but I think I think they're a, they're a big side and they're both two big teams in the sense of, in players-wise, they're, they're strong physical teams. Not necessarily are pass it round and give it to Fabrini and let him try and do something. Yeah, pretty much is our only only open. Maybe maybe well Gregory will get lucky or Guy. Well, yeah, this is another thing we ain't discussed yet. Is Guy? Guy. If we can get Guy out of Nando's, then he might represent a threat for the remainder of the season. But yeah, perhaps perhaps we should just get uh, GTF to eat all of. The guy goes Nando's. He looks like he's got the appetite for it, doesn't he? From his uh, shirt today. I reckon they had to make a special shirt for him. It was a special extra, extra, extra player large. Bill Black says that GFT, GTF, whatever his name is, wouldn't have made it past the harvest of the restaurant next door to his hotel today. Um, I don't know. We do seem to, we do seem to be... Um, we're going to have to live and die on the collection of players that we see in front of us now. I think this is probably going to be it for the remainder of the season. Um, Gwai is an is an odd case. Um, I I quite like Gwai. I thought he looked quite physical and strong, and 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 if not overtly dangerous, he looked like he, he wanted to shoot last time I saw him against Huddersfield. Mm. He's been caught foul of the of the middle body fat counts. This must be a dread machine, mustn't it? I don't know. It looks like it's some kind of um like a like, I always have a picture of like a a science fiction kind of thing like they in Star Trek where you sit in like a like a body shaped coffin and it measures your body fat somehow. And yeah, he's fallen reckon, foul of it. Yeah, I reckon Shitu's one was funny. Do you reckon? Well, no, a special reckon design have... coffin for him, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Double size. Interchangeable coffins. They just... <laughs> I yeah, think but... they left the lid on Shitu's. That's where he's gone. He's just been left on. No one's... They've forgotten that he's in there. Other news we've got on, 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 according to Aldo here, that Lee Martin may have a stress fracture, which um, will be a blow if we don't see Lee Martin again for the... Holker remained of the season. Um, he's, we've rested him today, says Holloway. His foot is, is sore. We've had it re-scanned. It might be a stress fact, fracture. Um, for Brini apart, Lee Martin's probably the only other player where you you know, you know can get a touch of the unexpected sometimes. He, he does have that extra ability on the ball. Uh, it'll be a loss if we don't see much of him between now and the end of the season. Yeah, it will be. It'll be a massive loss, actually, if, we, if we're missing him because... What we saw out there today, kind of whip-wise, will be what we've got, wouldn't it? If we're missing Martin yeah. with Cal and the Hall out and yeah, and Edwards, I suppose that's the only positive. If you try and look past the end of this season, you've got Edwards. Well, if we give Edwards a contract, I couldn't see a reason why you wouldn't give him another contract. But if he's, um, if he's recovered, yeah, he's, yeah, if he recovers, but you'd yeah. have Cal and Hall and and Edwards down one side. We'd actually have the word that he wanted for Christmas. We'd have that pace finally, just about six months too late in. <laughs> I mean, today's a good example, just to just to bring it to a close. Today's a good example of probably what we're going to get for the rest of the season. Um, we we clung on at times, Harry, but it was it was it was a tight performance. I, I you know we we weren't we weren't Muller today. We may not have gone forward and looked uh, massively dangerous in front of goal, but we weren't slaughtered either. So I think I said in one of the previous shows, every game from here on was it's probably going to be nil nil or one nil or something of that ilk. Maybe the odd you know bigger result than that, but going to be a lot of games like this from here onwards where it's tight 
and one chance either way is going to be a deciding factor. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I don't think, I think, you know, we've we've got a settled, well, not a necessarily settled back four, but we've got our we've got our defenders that are going to play or be on the bench. We've we've got the midfield sorted. As long as we don't pick up too many injuries from now to the end of the season, I think what you saw out there today is what we've got, as you said. Mm. And I think we're. I'm not confident we'll get out of it, but I'm confident we'll be there till the end. I don't think we're going to get cast adrift. No, I think um, we're going to be with a shout at the death of it, but um, the lack of goal-scoring ability will will surely count against us at some point this season, but there we are. Maybe Wolves last day of the season, uh, if Wolves are in the playoffs nicely tucked away, Kenny might do us one last, uh, one last hurrah and plays kids when we need three points to stay up and he plays the under-sevens. Wouldn't it be nice? I might I might play out with wouldn't it be nice by the Beach Boys at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic stuff, Harry. Thanks for thanks for coming on the show, mate. That's brilliant. Yeah, cheers, mate. I appreciate your time. Achtung, Millwall. You've been listening to Achtung Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. Same as it ever was. 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 was.